0: This episode of the Eclectic Gamers podcast is brought to you by the Empire and the Roanoke Pinball Museum in Roanoke, Virginia. The Roanoke Pinball Museum. It is an interactive museum more powerful than the Death Star itself. It is powered by science and history of pinball. Its mission is to cultivate curiosity in science, art, and imperial design. The museum is open every day except during Order 66 and Mondays. It houses over 65 machines with motors ranging from 1932 to 2018. If you only knew the power of the Roanoke Pinball Museum, join me, and together we will explore the entire universe of pinball. <music>
1: Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers podcast. Today is Sunday, uh, February 9th. Yeah. And this is episode 108, not episode 107 as I'm looking at the wrong set of notes.
0: Oh, that would explain why you stalled on the date a little bit because <laughs> I was okay. <laughs> I was like I knew you
1: wrote in the date already. I did. I did. I just I was looking at the wrong notes on my laptop and I'm like, "It's not January anymore?" <laughs> no, we're free of
0: that. We're in the good month now. Actually, we're in like the worst weather month normally for Kansas. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, is it really here here's the happy thing. Happy. <laughs> we're finally at the tail end of all of the federal holidays. Yes. So we get a break for a while because it feels like that i just keep falling behind.
0: Yeah, do you so do you get Presidents' Day?
1: Yes. Okay. So I don't think I do. See cuz we got cuz we get we get eight holidays. Five of them are between November and February. Yes. Cuz we get Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, which is two days. Christmas, which is a day and a half. New Year's Day, Martin Luther King. Oh, and and Presidents' Day. So there's and then we just get the rest of the year is Memorial Day, uh, 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 Labor Day, and Fourth of July.
0: Hmm. Okay,
1: yeah, I well at least according to the calendar
0: I updated online for people to know when I was closed. I'm not off again for holiday until Memorial Day, so I didn't think we took Presidents. My uh, my last employer, we did not. We also did not take veterans, which I do. Here with my new employer, but that was because where I was, we took Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, and we gave up two uh, other holidays for it. For it, and one was was Veterans Day, and I think the other we did take Martin Luther King Day. So it might have been Presidents that we yeah. gave up. And I'm uh, guessing we, I'll recheck my my notes, but I'm guessing we just don't do that one here. Presidents is always kind of a iffy yeah. one for people, so.
1: Anyway. My only annoyance is because at work we fall behind and it takes us – because we, we, we have to – there's a certain amount of stu- uh, 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 stuff we have to do every week to stay caught up. Mm. And when you get the extra days off and a bunch of them build up, you fall behind and fall behind and fall behind. We just, this Friday, caught up, finally, for what we've been behind since Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, for me, it's – uh it's not so much if everyone's taking the holiday, like Christmas, but if it's not the case, then I have other entities that are working on the day that I wasn't working and then there's a catch up with that or I have to plan around it So because so much of my life is meetings. Like last week, I think now my Office 365 gives me an analysis based off of my calendar and it's like, you were in meetings for 25% of your work week. And I was like, yeah, it felt like it. And then another twenty five percent was me driving to meetings. So wow. So in reality, I had twenty
1: hours to do everything else. And That's interesting because I get the exact same analytics, and mine's not quite as bad. Mine's like most of my weeks don't read that aggressive. My, but, my, mine's like like ten percent in meetings, mm-hmm. but I also have very high, like, continuously busy in conversation with people. Right, right. Stats. Well, a lot of what I, I have are <clears throat> our meetings are
0: responding to the emails for right. information that right. I can handle outside, which I prefer because I can do that at whatever time period I can slot it in. Speaking of slotting items in, we had a game night last night. Mm-hmm. We played games. We, we played, played Q. Games. I played Q. And I've played coup in the past. Yes, you you already know all about coups. I liked that though. It was pretty easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Then there was that pun
1: game. That was terrible. It was pretty awful. Uh it wasn't hard enough. Yeah, it was like it seemed like it'd be a really good game for like kids. children. Like toddlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, when I thought back on it, I think maybe out of the hole, we didn't even get all, all the way around the table before we had scored. Someone had scored thirty points, and I think there were only like three or four missed questions. And these cards, that each had six, and that all was right. across all the cards. Yeah, just too, just too easy.
1: But it was, and all fun. of the missed questions were picked up by the other team.
0: Yeah. So, but it was still fun. So it was in terms of playing games. It
1: yeah, fun. it was fun in terms of playing. Yeah, games. I like to. Play it's not games. a game that I would play.
0: And otherwise, oh, wow. update-wise, uh, not a lot. I streamed uh, Space Gambler online, well, obviously, because I said I streamed it on Twitch, uh, which because that's still at my house. Broke the mushroom bumper. One of them, mm. the the, the uh, stem part mm. broke. Really, yeah, uh, from a ball strike right at the end. So it just cracked. So I could see the spring under it. So got to get that replaced. Uh, they use, uh, Playmatic games use the same, uh, mushrooms
1: that Valley games do. So oh, so that's.
0: It's not a problem. It's not, a, it's a, not problem. a problem. There are a lot of used ones online and you can buy new ones from the, from the parts dealer. So that's not going to be hard to do. And, uh, other than that, I have not really played a lot of video games this week. I did a little bit of the beta for Fantasy Star Online too. Last week, I continued to, to put in several more hours into Assassin's Creed Origins, though. I, I think I'm towards the quote unquote end game ish. Like, I think I know who the final bosses are now, but I'm still probably a few hours away from being able to fight them because I'm too low level. Right.
1: So, see, I've played, I played Creeper World Three some Creeper, which is basically kind of a tower defensey type game. Oh, okay. But other, but otherwise, I spend most of my time reading and watching movies and stuff.
0: Yeah, I've been, I mentioned working on a competitive pinball article, which I'm now, oh gosh, it's taking forever. (coughs) It's, no, I mean, this was, (laughs) it was a mistake to agree. I have finally finished putting in the relevant, like, manufacturer, year or build for all the games. I finished that yesterday. I have over 700. And so, yeah, some of them are repeats, so I could drag and drop the answers, but- I had to look up a lot because a lot of these people have to be unique. So we've got.
1: Unique butterflies.
0: Well, you've got location play, like Kansas ho- hosts the SCS at the 403 Club. But in a number of states, private collectors host. So there's that. I think it'll end up being interesting. I am thinking I'm going to launch that over actually to Pinball News. I think it will fit their learn section. Uh, possibly. Oh, I mean, that'll be up to Martin. But I haven't published with them in over a year. So that's kind of where I'm leaning, where I think right. it'll find a good home. But I had a lot of feedback from people, which I really appreciate, so anyway, I'm not kidding I'm not committing to a deadline other than I do hope to actually get it submitted to an editor for review before the end of February. Uh, people were thinking so the
1: deadline is the end of February. Thank you for giving us a hard no. deadline.
0: I don't know when I get most of the time when I give it like if I give it to this week in pinball or pinball news, it's usually uh, i mean over a week before it'll be published minimum mm-hmm. just because of uh, They have their own release schedules and they need to do their review and everything. But since this was so public, people know I'm working on it. So I don't want to feel like I didn't make any progress, but February is very busy for me work-wise and I can only put in a few hours at a time in a week to working on it. So I probably bit off more than I can chew on retrospect. I wouldn't have wanted to do an article that required this much background research, but I am finally at the point that I can start writing it.
1: But remember, research
0: once done, you still have all that information for other articles in the future. I do, but I don't know what I could do with it. I mean, unless I build up on it or something along those lines. So, yeah. Uh, but I figure that would be an okay lead-in into our pinball segment, which we only have a couple of pinball news items to go through. And the first one I want to start with is Haggis Pinball. Uh, you know them. They've made Celts. We've not tried Celts nope, yet. Nope, haven't found it yet. We've uh, seen images of it. We've seen some video of it. Uh, we discussed it a few episodes ago, uh, many few episodes ago. I mean, I'm thinking more like... Let's Green- go with Green- several. Several episodes ago, before episode 100. Yes. We discussed it. And we received, as I'm sure many did, a press release. I'm not going to read the entire press release, but I will quote the relevant portion to lead us into this segment. We set about designing a new method for Playfield manufacture. The result of that is a new hybrid playfield, comprised of a layer of birch plywood, a layer of specially coated acrylic, and a digitally printed cast substrate that is chemically and mechanically bonded to create a pinball playfield that will not dimple and not pool. We have also run a physical pinball endurance test on our new playfield, and as of today, it has over 750,000 plays with no signs of wear. In the show notes, there is a link to a video that they have, which will be the now, I suppose, infamous hammer test that was often spoken of by Deep Root Pinball with with Robert out out of Deep Root. And so they hit this acrylic combined substrate mix birch playfield with a toy hammer, a smaller normal hammer, a regular normal hammer, normal hammer meaning claw hammer, and a sledgehammer. Now. They did not bash it like you were trying to break apart a yeah, sidewalk.
1: They didn't full power swing, but it. they hit it
0: harder than a ball will hit it. Yes. And it looked good to me. It did. What I were mean, your thoughts? Because I know I, you saw the video. I, yeah,
1: it was I was um pretty surprised. Uh I thought it looked really good. I was sure I wasn't sure and I hadn't been sure from when Deep Root was talking about it that how well something would pull off. And for Haggis to come out and, A, drop this and drop this video before Deep Root's been able to do anything is huge. But it looked good. I mean, there was a decent drop from a large hammer, and there was nothing noticeable on that play field. Mm-hmm.
0: And the way this approach looks as a play field looks attractive to me. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the Celts artwork. Right. And I think I noted that back when we talked about the-
1: It's fine. It's,
0: it's fine. It's not my it's not my style. Right. But the way that the playfield looked before and after, and just the way it looks assembled, it looks like a playfield to me. It, And so, I mean, the main thing I think to talk about at this point is, so is this the game changer? Because here's the thing. We've not spoken a whole lot about Haggis before. I Mm. I imagine most of the other commentators in pinball haven't, at least the ones I listen to have not. They mentioned it from time to time. There's a lot of respect for what Haggis is doing. I hear that it's, it's seen as a, the people behind it are reputable. They've been really transparent. They were doing daily video logs of, of what was going on until recently there was a lull of about three weeks where they weren't. But so they've been, it's been a different approach. Does this move them, this play field, this solution, if it is as good as it appears to be, into the conference? Are they like now a spooky? Are they a boutique that we need to talk about in the same breath with the quote unquote real manufacturers and not keep them confined to the realm of like Great Lakes pinball or pinball brothers? People that are, are essentially all talk and have no real proof of progress. No. Or minimal proof of progress.
1: No. No. They have a process. It seems awesome. It looks good. They need another machine.
0: Hmm. Oh, you mean something besides Celts? Yeah. Okay. So you want to see game number two? I want to see
1: game number two. I want to see proof of some a little bit of sane power. Okay. I think that's a fair, because that's a fair ask. Because if they have, I mean, in all honesty, if their method, whatever their method is, they've got everything set up right and their are ducks in a row, they could turn around and... Um, license out their their playfield method to any of the big playfield manufacturing setups and just yeah. call it good. Assuming they would they, never have to make a machine again. Assuming
0: they patented it. Assuming they patented it. Which I don't know if they did or did not. Let, I think they should have. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think this, what's already come out, has stolen the thunder from Deep Root? Oh, for sure.
1: Because Deep Root's solution might not be the same solution. It might not be the same solution. But it doesn't matter. This was first. Mm. The only way Deep Root could get something back is if they can do a full power slam and there's nothing. They could hope. But it doesn't matter. This was still first. I I mostly
0: agree with your perspective on that. I think the one thing that I do now want to I want to talk about is the use of the material. If Deep Root has a method where you're still playing on a surface of wood. That might make some people feel more comfortable than the notion of the top surface here is acrylic. So what are your thoughts? Cause I, I uh, want to credit it was loser kid pinball podcast. I was listening to just a few days ago and one of them was talking about that they were very, I'm not going to use the right words, but, but essentially that they were leery skeptical because they are used to playing on a wood surface. And while you still have a wood play field, what will the ball's geometry, the physics, the spin, all of that, how will that be when you're essentially on an acrylic surface? Will it not be pinball anymore? With sort of the angle of, not saying that it wouldn't be, but that was his question. For my part, I don't care. I Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say it quite so flippantly, but I don't think it's an issue. Because, and they also discussed this on their podcast, but we have gone through decades of flipper pinball now, and what we've been actually rolling the ball on as a surface has varied quite a bit over that time. I mean, the ball does not, in fact, that's one of the things where we get a a Nick Shell versus a Nick Baldridge, arguing over whether or not it's okay to clear coat with polyurethane EM games, because... How the ball spins is different on polyurethane than it is on a simple lacquer. And the types of lacquer were not, was not the same across all the pinball manufacturers. Look at, like I mentioned, streaming the uh, Space Gambler from Playmatic. Whatever their lacquering coding approach was, was very different from the Americans, which is why the art looks so good on that game. Because they did a different approach. There have been all sorts of surfaces that were used that were different. We've had plastic playfields before. I know. The biggest have, yeah. complaint about the plastic playfields that I've seen wasn't that the ball didn't play right on them; it was that it was too expensive to keep doing it. So. I don't think this is any different than – I mean, have you really been playing on wood ever since you've been playing on such thick polyurethanes? The polyurethanes that have become so thick and thus why you see all this cratering and such now because you're punching in on the clear, which used to not be a thick coat. One of the arguments I've heard. I don't know enough about clear coats to tell you one way or the other. But I think it's safe to say your ball hasn't touched wood for quite a while now on most of these games. not really no you're on
1: a you're on a rubbery surface you're on a clear right and that's completely valid and i think that's the truth i don't think it there are people in this hobby who will decry it who will say that it's not pinball. but but there's people in this hobby who say that about everything but I mean we've had I
0: and don't they, I don't know if they're all acrylic but I mean like the lower playfield on monsters there it's not wood that's letting us look under that we're playing on some sort of plasticky window right, right?
1: and Oh but the, but trust me they'll find an excuse. Oh but that's just the window the main playfield is still blah 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 because that's the way a certain type of person no matter how valid the fact that we're playing on clear and you're playing on plastic there and uh, how many of the upper play fields on games are normal play fields versus just having plastic and how much... I, it's I'm not, not going to matter. I'm, it, to the, yeah, to was, the average player, sure. That's to what the I think. average right. normal player, to Joe Pinball and Jane Penball. It's not going to matter. Let's tell even the people listening who are fans of pinball.
0: Let's let's be more direct. You all listening right now, you're not good enough to know the difference. That's what we're saying. That's you're, not
1: what I'm saying at all. That's what we're
0: saying. That's what Tony that's and I are saying. That's what Dennis is saying. Saying
1: that, yes. I'm gonna not going to notice the difference because I'm terrible. You're a highly experienced if That's what you're, you're saying. You're a highly experienced I'm not going to notice play. the difference. I'm saying, I'm not no, notice I'm the willing difference. to
0: go up far enough to say that A ball rolling on acrylic versus rolling on polyurethane and like how exactly the ball spin will be and the ability to either control it or not control it is going to be, well, it exists. I completely agree. It exists on any different material. We are talking such subtleties Mm -hmm. that people are not going to be able to properly like describe to you the difference. This difference I think is going to be less than whether or not you're playing on super bands versus Titans.
1: Oh, for sure. And so this is definitely going to be one of those things where the only people who can tell you that they can tell the difference
0: are lying. See,
1: and that's, and that's the thing.
0: There is a difference. I'm com- it's, but it's not, we're not playing on sandpaper. So I don't, right. it's not, it shouldn't be that we played on so many similar things to this before is why I'm saying it like right. Electra. It had the whole middle play field is, I don't know if it was acrylic, but it's something acrylic esque. It's, It's, is it smooth? Does it hold up? Okay. There will be some subtlety. Yeah, there'll be some differences. Is it going to redefine pinball? It's not like you're all of a sudden playing on Mars and the gravity is different. This isn't the expanse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not. You're right. You're exactly right.
0: And that's the, that's the element I'm, I'm, it's fair to be concerned, but I think. We've already seen enough things like this in pinball right. that I am in no okay. way worried. The biggest risk would have been things like the screen on Munsters or how like the covers were on uh, Premier's Genesis or Bad Girls where there might be a seam. But if this right. is the entire play field, yeah, or- then that's not an issue.
1: Right, so there's not going to be anything to catch it. There's not going right. to be. It's not going to be noticeable. Because, you're you're going to see. Because
0: it. here's the thing: we've been dealing with this for. so... I mean, people aren't even thinking about how much, like all the, especially on older games, and how much, how many different spots have mylar, which actually changes the level. Yeah. But if mylar's flat, it doesn't really make that notable of a difference, and this isn't going to be even less because it's all it's all even. So that's but people why. are
1: there's still gonna be people who do not accept sure, it.
0: sure. Just like people who are bad about the pinball protectors and they're like, Well, it's not the same as playing well, no, it's not gonna be identical to the but other than where the seams are at, most of the people I've seen who play on pinball protectors say it feels like playing pinball Yeah. on the, the only difference there is they have another game without a protector they can compare it to. Right. But you won't have that here. That's why you won't know. You're not gonna know. I mean, it's not that you're stupid. It's when, that this is that's how physics is. You're just not gonna know. Yeah,
1: when was the last time you talked to somebody who they're like, oh, I can't stand this specific machine, it's been refinished, I can tell. Or oh, this is a late batch machine. This is after they changed the uh uh the clear uh the, the, the clearers type this is a yeah. new style clear no. compared gr- compared gr- later to the right. early generation the first 500 machines were on an old style clear and the last thousand were on this new no. style clear i can tell this is a only new style. only in regards to quality that's it
0: yeah because uh, that's been discussed a lot about oh well oh look here's this cool system 11 game oh well is it a diamond plate game or is it not which meant did it have polyurethane or did it not right but i've never it's been like that's all about where it's not been oh well i don't if it's not diamond plate the ball doesn't spin right Come on guys. I mean, come on.
1: I I'm I'm, all, I'm not 100% if I remember right. Night Rider was a game with plastic playfield. If I remember right. I have no idea. Um at least I remember somebody telling me that. But I've played a fair amount of that game and if that is a game with plastic playfield, it didn't shoot any different or seem any different than any other game. Let's see, let's IPDB this.
0: Yeah, I'm already there. They had an EM and a solid state version, um, but the summary on the solid state version does not say that that was the case. But uh, I know that Premiere did a few, like uh, Victory, I think, was was one of the... Vitrograph, that's what it was. Uh, So, Victory which is an 1887 game that Premiere made. Um, a lot of people may know it from the Pinball Arcade. I think it's a fun game. Uh, it was uh, the first game where they used a, a vitrograph. So it was a fully screened photorealistic Mylar overlay that they put on top of the play field rather than silk screening the wood. So you played on plastic Mylar. And I've heard some people complain about like dealing with posts and stuff and fixing some of the things on, on such games, but not about how the ball played on the game, so they did that. They did the same process on a uh, Diamond Lady, which I have played, and it played like any other premiere. We played it at Texas Pinball Festival, uh, TX sector. It used the same approach. Yeah. Again, I don't hear people complain that the ball doesn't play right on that sort of plastic. Uh, so anyway, I, yeah, it's fair to it's fair to ask. We you know we took a little bit of a strong take for yep. emphasis, but. It's. I think it's. It's fair to wonder, but they're testing all of this. You saw the ball rolling in the little uh, sample machine where it was doing that. What he had the seven hundred fifty thousand. You know that little box. It's like is the ball rolling back and forth like it rolls on a wood playfield? As near as I could tell, it seemed to roll like it. I mean, the thing is, we've done we've done things like this before, just on parts of the playfield. So that's why I am not worried, and I don't think you'll really notice. I don't
1: think anybody, especially
0: when if all the games are that way. Then it would it would be more like well, this Kelts just not play anymore. And again, unless you're using a rough surface or something, I think you can get away with a lot of different materials, and they will have an impact on how things like ball spin and such happen. But you have to remember that pinball uh, often is moving at a pretty high speed. There, so. Yeah,
1: there were some plastic. Play fields in Knight Riders. Do you know if you played one? I don't know if I played one. I know somebody was telling me about them at TPF Mm. while I was playing in Knight Rider. I don't know if that was the one I played. Some of them have it. And apparently there were some speakeasies that had it.
0: Okay. I think I played one speakeasy.
1: But not all of them. It seems like it was apparently a test thing.
0: Yes. Uh, And that, I do, if I recall, the issue that came up, again, had nothing to do with the play it was the costs were not conducive to actually going and switching the process and doing plastic. Right. It was just too expensive. So now nowadays, maybe it wouldn't be, I don't know, but I, I mean, I'd say, I mean, my normal answer would be play it and find out for yourself whether or not you like how it plays or not uh, in term and whether or not you can identify, is it the material or is it, you just don't like the layout of Celts? (laughs) Cause that's the thing. But I think, that they will, by their own testing of it, have a pretty good sense as to whether or not it still plays like, quote unquote, real pinball. So I would give material differences a pinball? pretty, well, let's, I mean, my my reaction is let's give some experimentation on materials as long as they're smooth, the benefit of the doubt and not just immediately go full snob on this and be like, oh, well, it's not, you it didn't use the right type of, pl-. I mean, I've heard people debate whether about the right types of plywood with, that you use with the layering and stuff for pinball. I'm like, I'm not sure it really matters as much as you all think it matters. Right. Now, a fairer complaint that, uh, our concern that I, I believe I read somewhere was mechs. And since this is such a thinner piece of wood now, how much weight can it support before it would start to bow? And would that influence that? Would that influence how many things they could do on a future game? That's an interesting question. I don't know. Because I have no idea if you needed the full thickness of plywood to support what modern mechs are, because I don't think they're very heavy. Is the acrylic that
1: much weaker than wood?
0: Well, in their case, it was less of the concern of the acrylic layer and how thick it was, but rather that the wood layer underneath is
1: so much thinner as well. But what I'm saying is, is acrylic weaker than wood? Is it more apt to collapse under weight than wood?
0: And I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so normally the bigger issue, which some people have asked about. And then these, I think are the fair, fair points to bring up would be like, well, but what about you have to drill through acrylic? Will you crack the, but that's all part of the manufacturing process. Right. So once a thing is in there, I don't think you should have any problem unthreading a post and rethreading it back in uh, any more than I have when I've put screws in through acrylic on toys or whatever. It's not been an issue. So, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I think it's neat. I I, I think it's awesome. And I'm not worried about how it's going to play. So, I think this was an excellent strategy. I think it was smart for Haggis to send out press releases. I think this puts them on the radar as being innovative in a hobby that is desperately looking for innovation. Well... Also, expressing constant concerns about all innovation. See the projector for Stranger Things. See putting screens in the play field. See everything else. But nonetheless, pretty exciting. So, uh, next item that we have for pinball is Rick and Morty. So... And I see my notes that I typed on the other computer didn't fully populate over here. I fixed the link, though. We do have a link in the show notes for people to see the sneak preview of gameplay. It's about 15 minutes long, as I recall, over on YouTube. So that's what I wanted to note about it, is we finally have seen some gameplay video. I don't know if you've had a chance, Tony, to see any of the gameplay video. I haven't. Or... Okay.
1: If the link's there, I can pull it up while we're in the background with no sound and watch.
0: I yes, the, it this the, morning, the link but... is there. Um, in terms of my overall thoughts, I really like that they went with the pop bumper for the left slingshot.
1: It, de- I liked the concept from the beginning.
0: I, it makes it very unique. It is clearly more dangerous over by that pop as it should be than the sling, which while somewhat randomizing is not nearly as unpredictable. So, uh, it seemed to get a lot of good play. The horseshoe shot seems pretty good in terms of I didn't think it's doesn't look like it's a hard shot. That didn't seem silver ball mania easy. It also fires back pretty quick when it's not functioning as a ball lock, which I like. Um The scoop seemed like another relatively simple shot. Uh, I think it's, wow. it's okay. placed well. <laughs> it fires out fairly quick. So I thought that was pretty good the only geometric concerns that i have and again this was it's a short video there were a lot of struggles to hit those two upper flipper shots right the inner more top part of the flipper orbit around seems like it trickled back out a lot with due to a lack of momentum so even when it was cleanly hit it wasn't hit with enough force which again i worry about like if it was on location, if the flipper's a little mushy, does that become an impossible shot sort of thing?
1: And I can see that. And
0: the second orbit, I can't even. Rec- I watched the whole video, but I don't remember if anyone hit that lower upper flipper orbit at all. Not that I've seen so, yet. But so oh
1: he- man, is that left that left bumper is even more awesome mm. than. So overall, uh
0: it looks fairly, fairly challenging. The middle shots seem to be the safe shots, actually. And it's the pop bumper that seems to put you in a lot of danger. Also, if you end up bricking on your ramp shots and such. Yeah. Uh, the ramps themselves seem fine. I, they didn't, they seemed like they were decent, not, not overly hard, not overly easy shots. Uh I think there's an instance in the video where trying to lock in the garage and they fired through the right orbit to feed up in that and the ball had either it didn't have enough momentum or it had too much and didn't go into the into it the garage I think it didn't have it. A, I think I think Charlie uh said that it didn't have enough momentum which makes sense. most of the time that they, they hit that shot though so I don't think that orbit was a problem So really other than the use of the upper flipper I liked what I saw Yeah uh, I didn't see enough to judge the upper flipper but I guess if I were to say if I have concerns it would be that flipper is my concern currently um, the modes, they showed a little bit of the modes. And I think that the way Eric Prepke has programmed it makes it pretty clear for you to know what you're supposed to be shooting for. So he was explaining it too. Uh, and he's like, Oh, you need to go for the purple shots now. It's like, what, what? What? I think it was Charlie playing. He's like, What? What are those? What should I be shooting? And, and I just, uh, one of the other people there was like, Shoot the purple stuff. And it was actually the pop and the sling were purple. So, he was probably looking at inserts and instead they were glowing purple because right. that was the goal right then was to actually shoot into that pop bumper. Just kind of again like how TNA would occasionally have you shoot into the pop bumper, which was always very scary.
1: Yeah. But, you know, what we say. No, I do no risk I, no reward. I really like this whole single dangerous pop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that is that going to be this Denise calling card? I hope so. one pop games and the pops will be dangerous. Yeah, I I think it was good. I'm I'm glad that it it
1: looks we've as talk, fun as it was. We've was talked many times idea? on here how about not liking the 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 super safe yeah. triple pop. It's a, it's such a standard drop in. It's such a deviation from what they were historically,
0: right? I mean, to someone like Harry Williams, he always wanted the ball is wild. It can't be wild if it's safe. I don't care how much action you get. So, for example. Stern Star Trek those pop bumpers see a lot of play but there's no danger from not at all it's a a super safe pop nest so while I appreciate that you get a lot of action out of them versus like Stern Star Wars where I feel like asking why'd you even put them in because it doesn't seem like you're in them ever uh, there's no danger now. I don't want cheese danger either, like Avatar or Daddy East Jurassic Park, where the ball kind of just falls out, or Walking Dead, even where the ball—if you don't have it—you know—it just sort of falls right down the middle, right? In a you know, in a glide because of how the that's the feed. It wasn't like a TNA where the ball where the pop bumper's like going down the middle because I'm making you go down the middle, right? No, that's just because it it feeds out poorly. Yeah, so yeah, it's just because of how the ball departs from the nest, which. I don't care for that, but yeah, I, it's just, so anyway, I thought, I thought we should note it now that give the, give the link out. Cause there's finally some gameplay and I guess they were on the, it's a, really weird swim. to watch it
1: at two times speed. Because that's yes. what I've got to explain over here is at two times speed. It's not that dangerous. It's not, it's not it's that a, aggressive. that aggressive. But at, at two times speed, when the ball hits that left pop bumper, it just vanishes from the screen at two times speed. Yes, <laughs> It's just gone. I don't even see it. it gone. And they do have
0: it set. So at least as long as it's activated, If the I don't know if it's always active or not, but they had it happen a few times. If the pop bumper sends the ball straight down the middle, immediately into the trough, it gives you the ball back. But if there's even a little bit of a delay, it does not. Yeah. So they've tried to, they didn't want it, or at least there are certain instances where you can set it up so that it does not cheat you with a straight down the middle, but because the sling won't f- sling straight down the middle. But right. That pop bumper can. So, but still, I think I think it go smart. I like, I like that, that, you know, that deviation from the standardized lower layout right. is a welcome breath of fresh air to me. I know other people that don't like that. They want your – they want it standardized. They want – I mean, this is still Italian, but they want an Italian bottom. They want a standardized lower layout. They want that all predictable. In fact, Steve Ritchie relies upon that. That's why he always keeps the same exact lower structure. Right. Because he know he wants it to be comfortable for people. Scott doesn't want you to be comfortable. Scott wants you to be afraid. Fear. That's right.
1: Fear is the mind
0: killer. It's the little death. So (laughs) – so, that would be a good pinball machine. And hey, with the new with uh, the
1: new movie coming eventually, maybe, it maybe, might happen.
0: Maybe we can finally have Shy Halud multiball. Shilud.
1: Of course, we almost got it already have it already in, in sort oh, of rage. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I do I do always call it
0: the sandworm Shy yeah. when it comes out. It's Halud. So that's really all I had for news in pinball. I so as such, since I knew it would be fairly light, I actually have loaded up. 20 questions. No! Yeah, you didn't see it in the notes. It's a surprise. You have not played 20 questions since episode 101. Gosh. We last did it with Nick on episode 103. But you've had a lull lo- you've had a lull. You've had an LOL lull. So we're gonna end your lull. So for those that don't know how this works, because it has been quite a while. Tony will ask me a series of yes or no questions. It will be about a flipper pinball machine that I know he has played at least one ball on. I have to be very specific now. (laughs) And uh, after question 15, if he still does not have it, he may turn to online resources to help ask the remaining five questions. And that's pretty much it. Those are the rules.
1: No, so, so don't, you monster. Don't don't fear, Tony. Damn, on. Let me close out my video and move around and get my notes if ready. If you want, there's a notepad
0: right behind you yes. if you want to do it on paper. So you don't have to reach around your microphone cord. Because for those you can't see, I've got pens and paper right there. Uh, for those that can't see, which would be all of you because you're listening online, Tony has to have a booster seat for his microphone. So... His microphone is way up high and it's kind of interfering with his access to the computer because he has to make enough space for the booster seat. Plus, keeping the computer away from the microphone, this little pro tip, helps yeah. with uh, preventing picking up the sounds of the fan from the computer into the background of the ear audio, which yeah. is stinky. We don't like that.
1: There were complaints because I sounded like I was in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, it's a little echoey because I had the gain so high so that you didn't have to have the microphone in your face that the sound was bouncing off of the yeah, door behind you. Yeah, because
1: there's a, there's a glass door right yes, behind me. Because we're, we're in my kitchen, so that's where we record. This is a kitchen table talk. Yep. So, oh, welcome to kitchen talk.
0: Yep, 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 yep.
1: Right. I'm thinking I'm going to make a nice tikka masala. Mm. Not actually. Yeah. I mean, I've got most of the stuff to do it. I just haven't had a chance to do it yet. But someday, you'll be able to. Soon. Soon. All right, you can start whenever you're ready. I'm trying to remember, I had a pattern of questions that was you working did. real well for me, and I'm trying to remember them because it's been months and I've been free. I mean, um, okay, let's go with is it from 1980 to 1989, including 1989? No, is it 90 from 1990 or newer? Yes, is it from 90 to 97? Yes, thinking because thinking. <laughs> I could play this. The safe route, which is just getting dates until I get it down to right about, about the right date. But I don't have the date memorizations as solid as you. So, I'm trying to think if it would be better to go with, is it a premiere? No. Is it a licensed theme? Yes. That's question five. Is it Adam's Family? No. That game was just sticking in my head mm-hmm. from, like, question three.
0: It falls under everything you asked, so it was a yeah. very legitimate guess.
1: Is it from 95 to 97? No. Is it T2? No. Swinging, swinging wide. I need to narrow thing the gap down more before I... Is it a Data East? No. Is it a Sega? No. That's question 10. Is it going to piss me off when I... <laughs> That's not who, knows. Question. who knows who yeah. knows
0: <laughs> is it the shadow yes it is the shadow it's question 11
1: thanks for the hint what hit
0: <laughs> who knows what what hint
1: <laughs> lurks in the hearts of men
0: <laughs> I was hoping you didn't pick up on that but <laughs> there's always a risk I suppose <sighs> Yes, the shadow November of 94 was when it came out it's a Bally branded WMS game Obviously based off of the not so hit movie with Alec Baldwin.
1: Yeah. It was one of the movies that had crossed my mind.
0: hmm And uh
1: you don't get to play it a ton, but you have played it several times. Several times. It's an enjoyable game. Huh? Other than I'm you know what? I'm not a fan of the of that whole upper playfield thing. Oh yeah, the with the uh with the it's like breakout. Breakout batter ball arcanoid yeah. type the, the thing. The ball breaker, yeah. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's better than some upper playfields that I've played on games, but it ain't great.
0: Yeah. Well, it was Brian Eddy's first uh, layout design, so
1: yeah. And it, it's got—I like the diverters. I like the little shadowy ball uh, lock. All good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's an enjoyable game. Yeah. It would fit well in the Brian Eddy
0: corner. It would. A corner that has four games, unless you're counting games you programmed, and then you can get more in, like Black Rose. Right.
1: As of now, the Brian Eddy corner has nothing. Yes. And it As probably won't ever have anything but nothing. I don't know. But I don't know. it's a humorous idea. Who knows? Maybe Chicago
0: Gaming will remake Shadow. They've remade all the other Brian Eddy stuff.
1: I think that one might be a little harder.
0: I think it and doesn't think- sell for enough for it to be worth it. Right because i think that game maybe it's crept up to the $4000 i don't price shadows out much it used to be around 3500 um it's probably closer to 4 nowadays would be my guess without looking but that's I mean a i blind think guess. i wouldn't pay 4 for it but. no
1: i, I mean that thing is and even they are even putting those games in. of the games you just listed i i'd rather have a black rose personally because mm. that's a rather fun game yep
0: but i've lost on black rose in when I was in SCS, after I was eliminated from them, being able to move on. But when I was fighting for the ability to be ninth through sixteenth, right, that was my one loss was against Gordon on Black Rose, a game he loves and a so, man of good taste. Yes, yeah, so I ended up taking. What did I get that year? Like eleventh or something, I think. It wasn't bad for me, but. Especially when I went in in the 15th seed. but Right. But still. Still. Was, but still. Curse that black rose. So, speaking of curses, I think you have some n- not so optimistic stuff to cover in the video game segment. So, yeah. we, we can get going with that We're now. We're
1: going to jump over to video games. I'm going to do this in a slightly different order than it's in the notes. Okay. Uh, just because I want to pull the, I want to do the follow-up stuff from our last episode. Uh, remember, last episode, we talked about the coronavirus and uh, the Overwatch League having so many games in China. And a few days after our last episode came out, they did announce that all of the in-China games in February and March have been canceled. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have not announced when they are going to be moved to or when they're going to be played. That's to be announced in the future. But for now, they've all been canceled. So that's going to reduce the number of Overwatch um, to be watched for the next several weeks. Yes, uh, like five of the se- of the first seven weeks, if I remember right. I mean, <clears throat> so are they not?
0: Their their hope is to try and do those later in the years. The that's thinking, what it sounding like. Saying okay, well, you don't get to have your home games. We're going to host them remote.
1: They might host them remote later in the year, but right now, it sounds like their hope is to host them in China
0: later in the year. Well, I mean, there's a huge audience in China that's really into Overwatch. Uh, they're right. some of the most passionate teams, team fans. So I can see why they
1: definitely want to right. do because it when they all can. of the Chinese home uh, stands. Sold out quickly mm. when it, they went active. Yeah. Now, two of the Chinese teams, for sure, uh, the Dragons and the Charge, are not currently in China. They have moved to South Korea. Okay. For... Safety. Safety reasons. Mm. Um, the Hunters are specifically staying in China, but they're working under very specific... Protective things mm-hmm. that they're and using. They're, and they're in Chengdu. And they're in Chengdu. And I haven't heard about the Spark. I couldn't find anything on this.
0: I think I saw about Spark giving refunds to those that had bought their homestand tickets. Right. But I That's mean, all I've, I've seen.
1: Yeah, but I haven't seen anything from the team. Okay. Yeah, I haven't either. So uh we'll see. But Overwatch League. Has started. Yep, yesterday. We watched most of it, most but not all of it yesterday. Yep, the Um, New York home stand. Yep, the New York home stand and the Dallas. It looked uh, well attended. New York looked well attended. Dallas seemed pretty well attended. It was harder to tell. Dallas, I think, was a bigger facility. I mean, that could be it. Because it seemed like Dallas had a lot more areas that were far enough back from the crowd shots on the camera. I couldn't tell if there was a lot of people back Mm. there or a few people because it was kind of dark. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they seemed well attended, which isn't a surprise. The production? The production.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I almost sent you a video this morning of one where uh, they superimposed and it was showing... Uh, I, I don't know what movie it was from, but it, basically a woman like in a uh, in a habit, like a nun habit, mm-hmm. uh, but her face was the London Spitfire logo, and then behind her was another woman in a, like a black habit with the NYXL logo, and the one in the white is holding up a lantern, and she's like, "Hello, hello," and then I guess it's from a horror movie, and but a uh, Jesus groove box out <laughs> gets her.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's just oh man, their production. I don't know. I don't know if they're rusty because the league's been gone for months and months, six, and months. six, seven months. Yeah. Or if they, you know, they're letting all of the other people, they've, they, they've released everybody else. Maybe they released all, released all the production staff and they're training all new production staff. But yeah, the production was terrible. Yeah. And
0: the my cheese, it's for those that most of you won't know, what right. happened was cheez It's is a big sponsor. That's, yeah. Currently, and that's fine, but they actually were running the ads with the games going, and you could hear the game audio, but you can't see anything because it's showing you a box of Cheez Its. There was an instance on the King's Row map between London and New York, which was the highlight game of the NYXL homestead because London is a former, well, not with the current players, but is a former world champion team. New York is seen as being in the top four every year. And there's a
1: solid rivalry between the two. Yes. And
0: there was a minute where you couldn't see anything because the Cheez-Its box was on the screen, full screen. Couldn't Mm -hmm. see anything. And they
1: did the same thing during, uh, between match commentaries at one point when they were talking, when, when the, when the, um, a desk was talking and showing clips. Yep. It was just the Cheez-It box on the screen the yep. whole time while they're talking. And- so
0: there's that. There were, uh, there was some more, to me, more understandable but uh, sluggish, bad uh, swapping from viewpoints where all of a sudden you'd be looking like out of some Metro turret or, right. or there'd be a delay and they'd switch to someone coming back from spawn instead of someone who was in the fight. You would have instances, oh, they apparently the commentator desk is now just in L.A. Yes, and the green screen is not that good. <laughs> Here's the thing: what do they need a green screen for? I, I think they're trying to still look like the Blizzard Arena.
1: The, the it's like they could just put normal stuff up and just have a normal desk a set. They could do they could a little just have set, a set and leave it up, and it'd no, be fine. Nope,
0: green screen. That's how we yeah, N.A. It, production. It did, it did NA not production. look good. N.A. is for North American, because in the world of Overwatch, the North American stuff is always the
1: worst. It is. It is. It makes us look bad. I do not understand some of the choices that have been made. Uh, not just the It the groove, also the, the Coca-Cola victory moment that as soon as a match ended, they just would cover the screen with Coca-Cola victory moment. And you so, don't see a moment. So you don't see a moment. They don't yeah. show a moment. It's just yeah. a giant thing that says, "Here's the Coca-Cola victory moment." And then when it and then the commentators are talking about other stuff. They're not talking about a gameplay. You're not showing you a clip of gameplay. It's just like, "Oh, we didn't get to watch the players shake hands because it's the victory moment." I mean, it was horrible.
0: Yeah. The only thing uh I will say that I did I have appreciated, and I don't know if this, I assume this is because they shifted over to YouTube, but I'm not inundated with ads at every single yes. break, and that's been nice. That's been very nice. I'd rather just have the timer up and not have to constantly hear, because, uh, yeah, they've got their Overwatch ads, but then we were always getting hit with the regular Twitch ads.
1: And like, See, I here,
0: get the, get the Terminator 2 skin. Well, yeah, you were in the command center.
1: Because I, pl- I, I, I paid for the command center.
0: But I didn't, so I always had to get get the Terminator 2 skin for Gears of War 5. Uh, no, I don't have Gears of War 5. Right. Gears 5, excuse me. I do now, but I didn't then. I didn't need no Terminator skin. But if you'd gotten it, you'd have it. And if you had They it, probably made more money off those Terminator skins than they did off of that new Terminator movie. Probably. That's what they say. Worst performing Terminator movie ever. Even though I've That's heard that it is not the worst Terminator
1: movie. That's what probably. I've heard. I've heard it is much better... Maybe I'll see in it Genesis. Later.
0: I could not get through 15 minutes of Genesis. I looked away and then became confused. It, and then I, I read about it and it was like, yes, apparently you can't ever look away on Genesis because you'll miss all the hops of what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to think on a Terminator movie. What do you think? This is the Godfather. You've got to be kidding me.
1: Yeah, it's bad. So. But it's interesting you brought up, wow, I probably blew that out with that really loud, but that was... Maybe. It is pretty strong in my (laughs) my waveform. real real strong spike right there. Uh, It's funny that you brought up Gears because the announcement was made that Rod Ferguson, studio head for the Gears of War franchise, has left. Mm, Yes. He has joined Blizzard. Mm, to take over the Diablo franchise. Wow. He probably should have
0: taken over the Warcraft 3 Reforged franchise. Probably should have. Well, he's
1: only known as a fixer. He, there's, there, You hit a certain point, even a fixer can't look, okay. make it better. So do
0: you construe his involvement with Diablo as a good sign or a bad sign?
1: I see it as a good sign. He's been well regarded for the work he's done in the past because uh, he was... Uh, known as the person who brought BioShock Infinite out of its development hell and mm. got it released. Okay, and
0: yeah, that ended up pretty good. And I he, enjoyed that game.
1: He was deeply involved with Gears and all good games. Uh like Gears 5, he was the head guy for Gears 5 mm. and I think it's a good thing. I think it shows that Activision Blizzard has concerns. That they don't want to screw it up. I don't think they can afford to screw. They've burned decades worth of Blizzard goodwill. It's gone.
0: Well, uh, but you know, a lot of people felt this was going to be inevitable once Activision got them,
1: and they were right. It, once Activision got them, and enough it, of the old cadre it, was it gone. has
0: it has felt to me. Perhaps I'm wrong. I'm often in, but it has felt to me like Activision over the last year really looked at EA and said. We're the number one publisher in the world of video games. Why are we losing to EA on the hate wagon? We should be the most hated, not them. (laughs) So what can we do? They're really screwing up Star Wars. So we gotta, we gotta go big or go home. Mm -hmm. And they went big. Yeah. And meanwhile, EA, very successful on that latest Star Wars beat their expectations. Yeah. uh, But over 2 million copies sold.
1: Uh, it's very popular. It's, it's it's well
0: reviewed. It almost will now assuredly get a sequel yeah. given the success that it had. And it was a case of, hey, look, you gave people a single player story. What they wanted in Star Wars was a single player story. I mean Battlefront's fun, but other than right. that, most of their projects have been disasters. Well and I
1: am I'm sure there are execs at EA who are sitting there, but how did that game make money? How did people like How did that we do game? it without a loot crate? We it doesn't have loot crates. It's not multiplayer. You why would people crate. play that loot game? Crate. Loot crates. Loot crates. Yep. Loot I mean, see, they just... That's not our... Their mo- their model is loot crates and then find a reason for people to buy loot crates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's is literally what they're That is what they up. have
0: relied upon for years now. And I guess they've kind of lost their way. That's why people were looking to people like Bethesda for single-player experiences and then Bethesda Fallout seventy six is us. Because they want to get on the same bandwagon of having a living game. And there's a place for living games like Overwatch,
1: but not every game should be that. Right. You need to have, I mean, I can understand them wanting to have a game like that, just have continuous funding rolling in. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Every game doesn't have to be that. You need one game that can do it. Fallout 76 is not that game. Yeah.
0: So, uh, but back to Blizzard. I back know to Blizzard. I, t- I took us on a That's little tangent, okay. but it was all related to the hate that Activision Blizzard now feels. So t- tell us about some more of the hate, Tony, because I, as you crack your knuckles with glee, because you re- <laughs> you re- you, re- you may hate pinball drama almost as much as I do, but you relish this video game stuff.
1: Warcraft Three Reforged was announced at BlizzCon 2018. Yes. They had that beautifully done cinematic. Yep, I remember. It was really
0: epic looking. I've not played Warcraft 3, by the way.
1: You've never played Warcraft No. III? Oh, wow. Okay. Only one and two. Well, they had this beautiful cinematic. Looked lovely. And it was their one of their big announcements. It was the same time they announced WoW Classic. Yep. Uh, that they were going to put out Warcraft 3 Reforged taking the the, the most popular of the Warcraft games and and modernizing it and making it look better and doing some UI fixes and just making it this whole new um, visual appeal while keeping the story and everything that people love about that. Since it's Activision Blizzard as opposed to Blizzard, they had this grandiose idea, and then they put a stake in its heart. No, and, no, vampire. And and, and 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 buried it at the crossroads. Mm. It is an enormous embarrassment. It crashed and burned so hard. It, the big things that people were talking about UI improvements, just better graphics, the new cinematics, well the UI's not improved. In some, a lot of people think it's worse. Wow, uh, the cinematics aren't there at all. Real? The the cinematics that should have been the easy. The stuff. cinematics they have are basically lightly upgraded versions of the original cinematics because, according to them, they didn't want to change the feel of the game. So the cinematic, the huge cinematic upgrade, which is what lots of people were looking forward to and thought would be cool they got rid of. It's just it's not happening. It's just gone. Okay. They created a whole new back end to connect for the internet play.
0: Alright. Makes uh, sense.
1: That back end also applies to people who own the original Warcraft 3. Makes less sense. That backend doesn't work. Makes no sense. A lot of the stuff that has been available for Warcraft 3 for years uh stuff for running tournaments stuff for clans stuff for uh, uh allowing you to do custom uh campaigns it's either gone or not
0: working can i but we can still play like at a land party
1: no because uh. there is no offline play now <sighs> There's no land play. There's no offline play. You have to be able to contact the server. And Warcraft Three, one of the big things people loved about Warcraft Three is it had a very robust game editor that lets you do a lot to it. That's where DOTA came from. Mm, yes, yeah, right. DOTA was yeah. a mod that was created using that engine. And hey, Act. Back in the day
0: when I mentioned I had played the first two Warcrafts, I used to use Warcraft 2's game editor and make custom campaign games for us to play against hardest-tuned AI systems. That was my thing.
1: Yeah. So, how's that work now? Well, it's still there. Oh, good. But, But anything you do on it is owned by Blizzard. And they can delete it or keep it or sell it or make money off of it or do whatever they want to. it. Mm. This is their response to the Dota problem. That's right. Because Dota isn't theirs. Dota is not theirs. Because the people who did Dota in the game engine for Warcraft 3 were hired by Valve. And they made Dota 2 completely separate. Right. That's why. And Blizzard
0: has their own knockoff version that they had to come out with later.
1: Right. Which is Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm, yeah. Yeah. Which, guess what, isn't as popular as Dota 2 or League of Legends. You're
0: right. Nope. It's the distant third.
1: Yeah. So, um, it has just turned into this giant mess. They have said that they are releasing patches and there are patches on the way. Uh, The first patch coming out is over 2GIG. That's supposed to repair some of the stuff. It's supposed to give back clan support. And some of those things that have been in for years and is gone. But a lot of the other stuff is still, it's, who knows. Why'd it come out like this? Because, honestly, they rushed it out.
0: That they needed to? Or what? I mean, I don't. I mean, I think the I fact that it was an. 18 I mean, it's minute. like a remaster,
1: so that's what confuses me. Right. I don't understand how you screw up a remaster. I mean, the game is buggy. Uh, it's got video hitches. It crashes. Uh, you cannot load into custom um, campaigns from the normal any of the normal loading screens. There's a way to do it, but you have to do some really wonky. Go into the game editor and 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 launch into it type stuff. It's it wasn't play tested enough. That's what most of this is, is it wasn't play tested enough. And I don't think they know what the people wanted. And the problem is, is they destroyed people who were playing Warcraft three still, which was a still fairly popular game because they destroyed Warcraft three's back end and put it on top of this. Right. So they stepped in it. They stepped in it. And they fell in the mud. It is one of those things that has been an issue. Uh, They have. We've talked in the past multiple times about this new thing that's apparently so popular of review bombing games. Yes. On Metacritic, Warcraft 3 Reforged is the lowest ranked game of all time. Mm. Its current ranking is .5. But in this
0: case, do you think that this sort of review bombing is fair because it is about the game whereas a lot of times when we've talked about review bombing it was oh i don't like that you put it on the epic store so i'm going to say your game is bad right whereas it does to me from what you've summarized sound
1: like warcraft 3 reforged is just bad it is bad it is just and you bad. don't want to give it a good review if it's bad right and i think in this case the review bombing would be considered fair okay I'm not against it. Because, again, it's not like, oh, I'm review bombing you because you're at right, the right. Epic Game Store. Or I'm review bombing right. you because, well, because those I don't are like li- your politics. Or I'm you, review bombing
0: right. you because... Those, because that's disingenuous. Right. If you're saying that the game, the review is about the game and mm-hmm. you disagree with its person or how it was released. or But that's not about the game, to me. Right. But this, I agree with all of the stuff you've highlighted is about the oven. You didn't say anything here about like how it was launched and complained about how, oh, well, they put it out on Battle.net and I didn't like that. (laughs) You didn't mention that.
1: Right. No. And in their defense, I have a hard time saying it. I think it's because it's the only good way to do it is that they have announced that they are changing their normal requirements for uh, getting refunds? Yes, I read that as well. Because normally with their requirements for getting a refund is it's time locked based upon how much time you've played the game and when your first time on the game was. If you have put too much time on the game, they won't issue a refund. If you've done, you know, if it's been too long since you installed the game, you don't get a refund. Right, right. Stuff like that. Uh, they have changed that and they are making it official that you can get refunds for this game just period a lot of people pre-ordered because how could they screw up a remaster of what was already a great game Mm, right but it's back again to a conversation we've had many a time don't pre-order games yep i mean don't pre-order video games Really, do not pre-order a pinball machine. I mean, it's gonna happen. That's the only way to get a machine, a new machine from Spooky. But it's just a bad idea because you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, it's it's tough, but it shouldn't be tough on the video game side. It shouldn't be, but it because there's is. no false scarcity on this right. stuff, and you can get what it when it comes out and. The reviews on the game and the player copies and reviewers tend to be out a couple of days before the game. So you should be able to still get the game on launch day if you want. But I don't know. Well, we'll keep an
0: eye on this A feed off of this drama like little baby sharks. Baby shark- no, do, 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 do. no. Okay. I was thinking of it, but no. <laughs> no,
1: no. You will die. Baby. I am the ocean. I am Daddy
0: Shark. Oh, Daddy Shark! Oh God! Daddy Shark, you're breaking my heart. Once more, the fins will rule the ocean.
1: <laughs> That's a good spot. I think, I think, I think we're good there. Okay. I mean- well,
0: if you need to reach out to know the, the continuation of, of the Baby Shark Saga, <laughs> you can email us to eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us at facebook.com slash podcast.
1: We're available on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch as Eclectic underscore Gamers. And we should be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, Two weeks. Yep.
0: Until then, uh, my name is Dennis. I am Tony. And we will say goodbye for now. Peace.